Welcome to Authors Are Rock Stars, a podcast dedicated to YA lit and rock and music. I'm Allison. And I'm Michelle. And in the background is Oliver, my baby. The baby gets his big moment on the mic. <laughs> we hope you can hear him, though. She might have to bring him closer. Oh, yeah. He's very cute. All right. So today we have an awesome interview with two fabulous authors, Deborah Driza and Shannon Messenger. Yeah, this interview was so much fun. I could have chatted with them all day. Oh, they were fun. And <laughs> we just... Yeah, we had a blast, so I hope you listeners enjoy this too. Um, Now, before we get to their interview, let's talk our picks of the month. What have you been reading, Michelle? Well, um, we love Shannon Hale here on the podcast. If you haven't listened, we got to interview her a couple years ago, and I think there was lots of, oh, yeah! We are total fangirls. Yes, totally. And I read um, her second book, her sequel to the uh, Princess Academy book this month, Palace of Stone. Oh my gosh, it was amazing, wasn't it? She brought it. Oh, seriously, I did, to be honest, I love Shannon's work, but I'm not a big fan of middle grade, so, like, I liked Princess Academy, it was fun, but it wasn't my favorite of all her books, but holy cow, I love this book. It was a little more mature than Princess Academy, Mm -hmm. I think, but it was still, I mean, it would retain its original audience as well. Oh, definitely, and, you know, the audience that grew with it, yeah, so... It was awesome. Well done. Yes. All right. Well, I just started listening to an audiobook in the car, and I have Ooh. to talk about that. It's Navigating Early by Claire Vanderpool, and she won the Newbery a couple years ago for Moon Over Manifest. And, oh, I remember that one. Yeah. She's really good. It's a beautiful book. Um, I'm only like two CDs in, but it's already made me cry. And it's really, really good. She just has a beautiful use of language. It's historical fiction after World War II. Two boys, misfits, friendship, good stuff. Aw, that does sound good. Speaking of good, let's get to this good interview. That's called a transition, folks. Well played. <laughs> we are so excited to be chatting via Skype with Deborah Driza and Shannon Messenger. We love these authors. Yay, Thanks for being on the show. So you two are super awesome. We want to know how you're so awesome and what are you guys doing? What are you doing in a hotel room? Like hanging out? I'm out of bed right now. It's really, really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I take a daily dose of awesome pills. So there's that. No. Uh, it's called Who's your candy. supplier? <laughs> it's called Candy and Cupcakes. Um, no, we are in Arizona right now because we are doing a signing tonight at one of our favorite bookstores, Changing Hands. They are just absolutely amazing. And so we are very excited to sign there together tonight. And it's always more fun to go together so that we don't have to talk as much. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Less talking. Good. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That sounds like a lot of fun. And I've heard so many good things about that bookstore. So I hope you guys have a great event tonight. We are very excited. So we are hoping so too. Yes. (laughs) Now, listeners, you've all had the opportunity to listen to Shannon recently on the podcast. And I know you all ran out and purchased her books immediately. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. Yes. But Deborah, let's take a moment and focus on your awesome book, Mila 2.0, which just came out last month. Can you give our listeners a brief summary? Yes, it is about a teen girl who thinks she's totally normal and is mad at her mom for moving to a new tiny town in the middle of nowhere, Minnesota. And in Minnesota? Mm. <laughs> Minnesota! Minnesota! <laughs> uh, and then she finds out that she's not a normal teen at all. She's actually might not even be a teen, that her mom stole her from a military lab and they're on the run from the government. You know, the usual. Yeah, the usual thing that you <laughs> deal with growing up, you know. <laughs> the teen years are so hard, I tell you. They so, are. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing book. And Deborah, you have an equally amazing Mila 2.0 Harlem Shake video on your website. So <laughs> now we're really 
really, really doubly sad that we couldn't attend your book launch party. So tell us how you did that video. I didn't even know if it was going to come off, but you know, the library, the librarian was so excited for it and so supportive. And we just, we told our friends like, okay, bring all your costuming stuff just in case we're going to try to do this. And so at the very end, we shoved everyone in the corner like put on your costume stuff like really quick well first we had to do the first part and there were some technical difficulties my son was originally going to be the dancer in the front and he got stage fright so I had to put on the helmet and dance and you saw how incredibly crazy that was <laughs> yeah it was crazy so awesome crazy awesome I thought it was adorable it was Kirsten Hubbard's husband like climbed up on the bookshelves to put the camera like way up high on the library so it could like video everything and it was wow. just like it was so much fun <laughs> it turned out great it was real it was a lot of fun to watch Yay, I'm glad. It was, yeah, I, when I first saw it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea I was dancing that fast. <laughs> She'd had a lot of caffeine. Yeah, I had had a lot of caffeine, so that was probably part of it. So it was a caffeine-powered video. I get That's it now. That's right, yes. Well, Deborah, this may seem totally silly and really obscure, because it is, but were you a fan of the 1980s TV movie Not Quite Human about an android teenage boy? Because... Someone, not saying who, but someone may have just been, and it's one of the reasons I was dying to read your book. Have you ever heard of it? I haven't. I haven't seen that, but now I'm going to look it up. I, I like all kinds of obscure 80s things, so that sounds right up my alley. It was really old. Did that have Kirk Cameron in it or something? Um, I can't remember, but I just remember that when I was like in second grade, I had we had a chip club. His name is Chip, and we had a, <laughs> we had a chip club, and we were all like crushing on Chip, and we wanted to be androids just like yeah. him. So you burst by. Oh, I'm totally remembering this now. Like, I don't know exactly. if ever saw, but I'm I'm totally remembering this. I also I, remember they had that show Small Wonder about like, yeah. yeah. Yes. Was that the inspiration for Mila 2.0 Small Wonder? <laughs> no. <laughs> Vicky, the weird little elf. It, it, it's an autobiography. What are you talking about? <laughs> very good, very good. Well, Deborah, how do you balance being a mom with your, you know, fairly new role as a published author? How do you balance the writing and the publicity work that comes with being published and the mothering? Oh, I don't balance it at all. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't really know. Like, I just, I'm not a schedule person, so I just try to get all the things done, and it's like, if I have an opportunity to write, I take it and do it, but, you know, obviously my kids come first, although there are times when it's like, sorry, mommy has to go away on the Saturday and get some writing done because getting writing done at home with my two kids and three dogs is a little bit challenging. So oh, wow, three dogs too. Yes. They don't need to eat every day. No. <laughs> yeah, sometimes my kids are, you know, like, the, aren't the most like, you know, bathed children. <laughs> we won't tell. <laughs> it's all good, right? I think it's good for kids to see their moms, you know, going out there and working, like, you know, taking trips like you are now and doing things for, you know, her own career. I think that's a positive thing. No, I, I totally agree. I think it's good that they, they know it's something I really like. They, they're really interested in the book. And I do think it's good that they, they see me, like, in another role as well as like you know the mom role is really important but it's good that they see me doing other things and really enjoying them too you know it's awesome you're a role model I'm a role model <laughs> I, don't, I think that's the first time I've ever heard that <laughs> well own it because you are <laughs> alright well we've got some questions for both of you Ooh. what scenes do you enjoy writing more the awesome action that you both do so well or the mushy gushy stuff 
Ooh, you know, this is, I guess I'll say this is Shannon, just in case you can't tell which one. I, I struggle equally with both because I also write middle grade. And I remember when I first started writing YA, like I really wasn't sure how I was going to do with the sort of like swoony, like kissing kind of scenes. Because I really am sort of like that middle grade kid who sometimes wonders cooties, you know? <laughs> I remember, I remember distinctly using this sentence, which I'm, I'm probably going to die for admitting, but I remember telling um, my friend, if I have to use the word tongue, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> and so when I first turned in the draft of Let the Sky Fall to my agent, that was her primary revision note was, it needs more, more smolder. <laughs> yeah, more tongue. No, she said, she said smolder. So that was a bit of a challenge for me. I have since mastered it, and I believe in book two, there actually might be the use of the word tongue. Oh, <laughs> look yeah. forward to it, everyone. <laughs> But also the action scenes are, are rather challenging because, you know, it's wind wars and I sort of live my life going like, what would that look like? And now I have to describe it. So it, it's all hard for me. I, I don't know what the easy scenes are. Probably vain cracking jokes. Those are the easy things. <laughs> yeah. Like the humor is like the most fun, like yeah, the easiest part for me too. Yeah. yeah. The action scenes for me, like I like writing it, but they're also challenging to express in a way where you can visualize them and then... Also, I'm writing from the perspective of someone that's not really human, like she's an android. So that, that added an extra challenge to it. I really like writing wishy-gushy scenes. I didn't get to write very many in this book, but I like the next book like is satisfying more in that way. So. <laughs> How about tongue? Um, no, there is no tongue in my books, but maybe I need to add that. It's going to be a thing. What can I say? Lots of tongue in YA. Yes. That's, that's lovely. That's just a good image right there. There's nothing like a little Android tongue. There's your wow. tag line for book two yes. right there. Lovely, lovely. So both of your heroines have a bit of an attitude sometimes. I mean, yeah, you know, teenagers, they have attitudes. That's normal. So we have to know, what were you two like as teenagers? <laughs> oh my gosh, I was a weird mix of things. You I, weird? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, weird is pretty much my defining characteristic, so that, that goes with the territory. But, you know, I went, I, I don't know, have you guys ever read this book, Saving Francesca? Oh, I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. So I really identify with that book because I was a kid like in grade school and middle school who was really loud and did my own thing and like wasn't afraid to gallop around pretending to be a horse or whatever. And, you know, when you get to when you get to when you get to middle school or junior high, like the girls are kind of like, that's not OK anymore, you know, and I kind of let myself get a little like, you know, worried about what other people were thinking more and, you know, stop doing it and and let other people's opinions influence like my behavior and then I guess by the end of high school I was kind of like oh forget that that's no fun I'm gonna be like myself and it was just so much more fun for me but like for the first part of high school I probably came across as a little shy or like or you know just not comfortable in my own skin and I wasn't because I was trying to be somebody that I was not yeah I think a lot of people can relate to that especially you're right middle school is where that really happens like you really kind of go back into a shell because everyone's judging (laughs) and it's scary yeah it wasn't I, I was you know I was the loud one and I think, you know, I probably have a, a little bit of ADHD and stuff. And so that contributed to, it, I'm sure, but I was the loud one. And that's not really acceptable for 
girls sometimes from certain people and you got to realize, you know what, you got to be true to yourself and just be your own person. I, That's I, one of the hardest things to learn as a kid, yeah. I think, honestly. It really is. So what was teenage Shannon like? You know, it's funny. I was much more mature then than I am now. <laughs> like really, I was like, I was the kid that people would ask, like, is she 14 or 40? I really was. I mean, I graduated high school at 16 as valedictorian. I mean, I was one of those, you know, like wow. I, was, I was very, very, very responsible. Like I would actually go because I had to get up at 5 a.m. in order to make it in time to my high school. And so like I had my own bedtime that I set and like I was the kid that would come out of the room at like 10 a.m. 10 p.m. and tell my parents like you guys need to be quiet now. It's bedtime. (laughs) I really was like because I was very determined to get into the college that I wanted to get into because I kind of wanted to escape the town that I was living in, which is now the town that I live in again, ironically enough. It was a very like small-ish town at the time. It's gotten a lot bigger. It was a, it was very small. There wasn't a college there, and I did not fit there. And so, sort of my way of dealing with that was to dream of getting away. And so for me, it was, I'm going to get away by going to college. And in order to get into the college that I want to get into, I have to have this really super good GPA. And so I was very, very, very driven and did not let myself have a lot of fun. And so it was sort of like after I was done with college and I was out, then it was like, hey, I can actually relax a bit. And I think that might be why I sort of gravitate toward writing about teens and kids, because I didn't really let myself be one when I was one. And so now I'm kind of much more immature and young than I was back then. (laughs) It's never too late. I like it. Conversely, I was the person that like, are you 14 or four? (laughs) And I think that holds true still. So yeah, I think a lot of people would be surprised that I was ever that responsible. Like as a kid, knowing me now, like I never have food in the house and I'm like not the, I sort of fail epically as an adult, but I'm like, I already did the adult thing. Like I did it when I was 14. Doesn't that count? Do you have caffeine in the house? I do always have caffeine. (laughs) You prepared. And I always have a candy in the house. That's good. Those are, the, those, are the, those are like two food groups right there. That's all you need. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, tell us about your journeys to getting published. And do you have any tips to share with aspiring writers who may be listening today? Candy, caffeine? Uh, yeah, yes. that, that is essential. You know, my I think I kind of talked about it a little bit when I was yes. on before, so I won't go into it too in depth. But it, I really didn't have that hard of a time finding an agent. But then I did have to do quite a lot of revision in order to sell my books. And what I really sort of learned about publishing is that it's very hurry up and wait. It tends to be that things are taking a really long time. And then all of a sudden, like you go from no book deal to having sold five books in like a month. And then suddenly you have all these deadlines and all these things. And so that was sort of my experience. And the advice that I always give to anyone is it's great to listen to the stories of authors as far as how we got where we are. It's really good. And sometimes it gives you new ideas for things to try, but also never let what happen to them make you feel down about your own journey because everyone's journey is their own and like seriously Deb and I have completely different journeys to publication every author I've ever talked to has a very different publication journey than mine everyone is going to get there their own way and sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in well they queried and then they did this and they only had to query like 30 agents and I had to query 80 so my book must not be good or you know don't let that it really is you just can't predict this business comparisons are just bad yeah Anywhere they'll just in mess with your head. <laughs> yeah, don't don't constantly compare yourself to other people. My 
journey. Um, Mila is like my fourth and a half book that I wrote. So obviously I did not get published with the first book I wrote. The first book I wrote was a Harlequin romance and it was really, really awful. Was there tongue in that? There, there was tongue in that. There was. But, but there was also a lot of dog. It was more about the dog than the characters and they didn't really want a dog romance. I don't know why. <laughs> I know. What's up with that? So, um, so then I wrote a, a, I wrote a college-based paranormal romance long before new adult was a thing and I queried a few agents and realized it wasn't very good and trumped it and then I wrote an urban fantasy and I got my agent with that and I got really close to a deal with that but did not and so then Mila was my next book after that and my advice is always keep writing never give up I think that the writers that turn out to get deals or turn out to get their books published or turn out to be successful are the ones that I think perseverance is the biggest the key thing. Don't give up and you will, it will happen because it's not, most writers aren't like born like, Oh, I have this massive talent, like born with this talent. It, it develops over just writing and writing and reading and writing. So mm-hmm. very few of us have the first thing that we wrote ever get published. I mean, like, yes, Keeper was my first book, but it was draft 20 of that book. And like most of the people, yeah, sure, they have a book get published, but maybe they have, you know, 10 others that are shoved somewhere else. I mean, they say you have to purge about a million bad words before you have anything that's, you know, worth publishing. I think I went through more like 5 million. (laughs) (laughs) But it it just, yeah, I, I agree with Deb. It really is about like not giving up. I really think the only difference between someone who's an aspiring writer and a published writer is time and perseverance. Yeah, yeah definitely that, agree. That, that sounds like a common theme. I mean, it sounds like you just really need to stick with it. So, mm-hmm. Yes. I'm glad you did. Okay, so, well, Deborah, it sounds like you need to dust off that new adult manuscript right about now. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I've, like, looked at it. It would need a lot of work. But, yeah, new adults, like, really taking off right now. It's crazy. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would can do lot. it, you can do it. Tongue, right? Tongue. <laughs> there is tongue, but I, I feel like a lot more, more than tongue, like for the new adult <laughs> Yeah, a little more than tongue, maybe. <laughs> okay, well, on that note. Uh, <laughs> so, we have a totally different question for you. Shannon, which one of Deborah's characters is she most like? And Deborah, which one of Shannon's characters is she most like? Oh my gosh. I, you know, I think that there's a little bit of Deb in all of her characters, but I think she did a really good job of letting her characters be sort of their own people. So, I, I don't know if I have an answer to that. That question <laughs> and yeah I agree like and Shannon the same but I mean I can see like Audra has this kind of like intensity that I think Shannon has a little bit and then also Vane like makes like the snarky funny comments and Shannon has that too so I can see little bits of her but again I think they're their own people Vane is, is sort nice. of me without my filter like yeah. Vane <laughs> says all the things that go on in my head that I'm like no no don't say that <laughs> he's a fun guy I like reading him that's what goes on in my head but then I'm smart enough to stop myself whereas Vane's like nope I'm just throwing it out there <laughs> <laughs> I'm like General Holland. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, listeners, you know what we're going to ask next. It's time for our traditional Authors Are Rockstars question. It's karaoke party time. Yes! <laughs> what would your character sing? And do you think Mila would hang out with Vane and Audra? Sure, I think so. Yeah, she had a she had some unfortunate friends at the beginning of the book. So yeah. I happy to have some friends that were, like, actually nice to her. Um, She'd probably want to throw Vane against the wall like yeah, Audra does, maybe. Though. Yeah. He'd be outnumbered, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm going to have to think about that for a second. I know. I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously, I think last time I said wind beneath my wings. Which, you know, 
Thank you. I do that. I mean, that's, you know, always a classic. So, yeah. So, I think this time I'll go with Hunter Hayes' Storm Warning. Ooh. <laughs> because, you know, it has to be about wind. It has to be. <laughs> we I, like themed karaoke. Oh, oh, would yours be maybe I'm Only Human? <laughs> well, I have, one of the songs on my playlist is More Human Than Human, but I think it has bad words in it, so she shouldn't karaoke that. Oh, um, tisk, tisk. No, that's okay. It's YA. What about Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto? Oh. <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a pleasure. Thank, thank you, you so much. This was awesome. I had so much fun. Okay, so that was so much fun. Oh my goodness. Seriously, like I don't have words for how much fun that was. It was just so much fun. <laughs> thank you to Deborah and Shannon for getting together with us via Skype. That was hysterical and obviously we're still fangirling you because you ladies are awesome. Thank you, and guys, we'll be back again soon with another Authors Are Rockstars!